Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Danya. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. It's a little crazy to think that Christmas is less than 20 days away. I mean, I realize that the listeners aren't going to hear this until it's already 2023, which is even mm-hmm. crazier. But yeah, that is true. Wow. You know, and it's so funny. The years always, it, it always feels like so far in the future. And then you turn around twice and it's here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just, you know, I know we did our holiday, you know, episode and, you know, dealing with people's mental health. But I feel like, I don't know, I thought that, you know, 2022 was going to be better because we were going to be, you know, just feeling differently than we did over the last couple of years with COVID. But I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of illness going around right now. Lots of people Mm -hmm. are at home sick. And I just feel like there's still just this malaise hanging over. I feel like everyone's very disjointed. People haven't gotten back into the routines the life that they had before shutdown. And I don't want to blame it on COVID or the shutdown or whatever. You know, we're creatures of habit. You know, it takes no time to break a habit. And, you know, so I feel like I see so many people that, you know, were part of big part of my studio life before COVID that I haven't seen since then. And they're not going anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. There's, um, there's a lot of just different feelings out there right now. And yeah, it's crazy. But so what are we talking about today that's going to give our listeners something joyful to think about? <laughs> well, I'm excited about what we're talking. I'm always excited about what we're talking about. I guess I need to quit saying that because I'm always just thrilled. I guess I'm really excited to be talking with you, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> what but our today- listeners maybe don't realize is that you and I have like a complete 30 minute bitch session slash <laughs> joy session before we even start recording so we got a lot of stuff off our chest already yeah 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 there's been stuff but that means we get to just talking about the good stuff then when we're here that is true and today we're talking about heart health and heart openers for anyone that's ever been to a yoga class you I'm sure you've heard the term heart opener and a lot of times when when I first started doing yoga I always thought of heart openers as okay let's do a back bend there we go our camel pose there we go did a heart opener but it really goes a whole lot deeper than just the postures you can open the heart in yoga through the posture of course, but also through breath, through meditations. And all of these can not only affect our physical body, but our mental, our our emotional body as well. And that's where I think a lot of the big changes can happen. The big energy and emotional changes that happen is when we can um, get into that space. Really both release but also in a protective body mechanics, but also once you're there to then be able to literally find space, breathe, open up, release, like there's so much that happens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's interesting how much work we can do on the mat and it doesn't just stay on the mat because the work that we do on the mats with anything but for me I think of it in particular with heart openers it lives with us off the mat also and you know it's 
it's kind of neat when you sit and think about how the physical body and the energy of our daily life and the world around us and everything all works together. And it's all so intertwined. So if we have challenges in the heart space, it doesn't just keep us from doing a backbend. It can keep us from really living our a real happy, joyful life. Connecting with the people we're supposed to be connecting mm-hmm. with or connecting with the people we need to be connecting with can be, it can reflect, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, heart openers are widely used in yoga because many of us have this armor or a shield around our heart space from years of doing poses incorrectly or unsupported or having emotionally challenging or damaging experiences in our life or just life. You know, so we have the stiff muscles, we have the tissue, the the tendons that won't move, um, that restrict our mobility and the flexibility of our chest and all around that heart space. And I, I assume you're probably going to talk some about uh, the heart chakra as well. And it is located right here in the center of our chest. And so it kind of, it's interesting when you see all the pieces laid out, how oh. intertwined. Yeah, so how closely related it is energetically to like literally the heart muscle itself, but also the lung space, our breathing, the mechanics of our breathing, our um, our posture. I mean, how many of us have poor posture? How many of us have shallow breathing? I mean, and I know both of us sat up. <laughs> like I sat up a minute ago. I'm like, oh yeah, heart space, right? But just, you know, in general, you know, you think about limited breathing, how in yoga we work pranayama so that we can build lung capacity and you know really open up through that lung space and heart space there's so much to it so let's 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 back up out of the asana for a second and let's go to the like heart health itself and Mm -hmm. what we've learned over the years as we've studied heart disease and heart attacks and you know, people who are suffering from, you know, like my father had a quadruple bypass and a heart valve replacement, you know, all of those things that are both genetic, but they're also very much environmentally influenced, their diet influence, their exercise influence, like, and, you know, you know, far be it from us, like my daughter, who is 25 years old has already been diagnosed with high cholesterol. That was one of the things that everybody was like, well, was that what's contributing to the stroke? You know, was that part of it? Mm -hmm. But, you know, things like that were then red flagged, like, well, why is it like, why isn't she, you know, um, breaking down her cholesterol properly at 25 when she's not, you know, necessarily eating an awful diet. So what, what's, what, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So some of those things that we really need to consider is our cholesterol intake and or monitoring our cholesterol levels, right? Mm-hmm. Another one that we need to consider is complex fats. Like when we're watching our food intake, are we eating healthier fats? Are we eating saturated fats? Like, are we using animal oils or vegetable oils? Are we watching? Are they unsaturated or saturated? Like considering from a standpoint of what's the what's the food that we're putting in our body, which you and I have talked about this, you know, numerous times when we talk diet and wellness in the yoga world, we're talking Ayurvedic science. Right. In the Western world, I mean, we've been talking nutrition for years once we realized how much nutrition was affecting our cholesterol, the plaque in our veins, you know, our um, our breathing and how well we're, you know, translating our in-breath 
path to actually oxygenated blood. Like what is, you know, how is our glucose levels? How is our, you know, I mean, we've been paying and monitoring this now much more as we're watching the increase of type 2 diabetes, as we're watching the increase of heart disease, the increase of cancer. Like these are all things that are that are valid to talk about. Like mm-hmm. and it's important to talk about it. It's important to recognize, oh, well, you know, I, I probably should let go of that one little bad habit of mine, you know, because it's probably not the healthiest snack habit. And there's ways to change that. Our last two episodes were all about talking about healthy snacks and healthy eating habits. So healthy eating is, you know, one thing that we talk about in Ayurveda. Another thing we talk about for heart health is get active. Even if it's just walking around each day, walking stairs, but getting active, parking at the back of the lot and walking all the way into the store as opposed to Mm -hmm. trying to find the cold, the guys say coldest because I'm thinking about us Minnesotans. We try and find the closest space because it's so damn cold. Yeah. Well, and you have to find an activity that you enjoy because if you decide that you're going to start biking or swimming and you hate those activities, you're not going to stick with it. So find something that you enjoy to stay active and that will help you create that habit. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about yoga. Yoga is a Mm -hmm. great activity and it's a great activity for your heart health. It's a great activity for your blood pressure and all those other things, which we'll come to as I go down the list. But in general, all the things you brought up about heart opening too in energetics of the heart space, right? Mm -hmm. The other one is considering your weight. Are you battling weight? Has weight been an issue for you? Are you the yo-yo dieter? I mean, these are things that you and I have talked about on multiple episodes because it's something that has hit home for us. We we know that this is something that we have managed or dealt with in our life too. And so that's one of the things to consider. Again, when you think about yoga, it's also a great way to maintain healthy weight. It's also a great way to have lean muscle mass as opposed to bulking muscle. Well, and it's also a great way to give yourself a different way of looking at your weight instead of looking at your weight in a judgmental way, because, you know, you really, it's amazing how little being overweight. I mean, you can be overweight only 10 pounds and that can affect your heart health, you know, which is kind of scary because there's not many Americans that are walking around on only 10 pounds overweight. But, you know, having doing yoga will help you not only lose weight, but it will help you have a better perspective and not a judgmental perspective of, on yourself as you're getting healthier too. Then the next one on the list is trying to eliminate smoking and or secondhand smoke. Now, I know that most places in the United States are no smoking facilities now. Like it's not very often you see any smoking indoors anywhere. But in general, if you yourself are a smoker and you are trying to work on quitting, like there's tools out there, consider it as an option because the difficulty energetically that smoke has on the lung space is, you know, we talk about having healthy energy moving in a space. And when we place smoke into the space, we're literally clouding the energy of that space. And I know I have people who come to see me for Reiki and they're like, but, but, but it relaxes me or whatever. Like they're telling themselves that story. And yet at the same time, not understanding why they're having heart chakra issues, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're not associating the lung space with that same heart chakra space. And they are so inner wind. It's right. ridiculous. Um, the next one would be, again, monitoring your cholesterol and monitoring your blood pressure. I know 
Undiagnosed blood pressure issues can really be damaging to the heart. If you are noticing that you are feeling uh, like your heart speeds up, if you're noticing that you have um, non-menopausal hot and cold flashes, this could be your blood pressure. If you're noticing that your ears get red or your neck gets red when you get anxious or you feel like you need to say something and you're not, you know, and you're noticing literally a physiological response that's showing your blood pressure is rising. Like mm -hmm. you're literally seeing right. it in the color of the tone of your skin. This is an indication that you have um, maybe an undiagnosed blood pressure issue. And although I am not a proponent for jumping on blood pressure meds, I would much prefer that you get activity, you lose some weight, and you try and do it healthy. I am totally on board with using blood pressure meds to get your blood pressure under control until you can lose some weight, get mm -hmm. active, and find that you can control it yourself. But if it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, please absolutely take care of your blood pressure issue before it takes care of you. Mm -hmm. And follow the directions on those meds. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm, I forgot it today. Not a big deal. No. If, they, if your doctor puts you on meds like that, you need to make sure you follow it correctly and if you don't understand the reasons why, chat with your doctor, chat with your pharmacist and find out the why so you take it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And another thought process is drink in moderation, being mindful that, you know, studies have shown that a glass a day is better than six glasses in one day, right? So if you feel like that's your go-to, try and see if you can't somehow moderate it and trying to keep your drinking to generally one type of alcohol and preferably not with sugared mixers or, you know, with things that are adding additional caloric value. Like if you're going to have calories within an alcoholic beverage, it shouldn't be double the qualities because then you also had it with a Red Bull or something <laughs> crazy. I, I like literally, I'm like, kids are drinking alcohol and <clears throat> Red Bull at the same time and don't see that that is an I know. Issue. I know. Like, what? The first time I heard about that, I was like, oh my gosh. And then uh. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I had somebody say, well, I'm drinking it with a zero calorie monster. Like, I um, okay. That's still also not the amount of acid that's in those monster oh. drinks and I'm like oh and then they're wondering why there's <sighs> decay on their teeth I'm like yeah because mm. look at the the first ingredient is <clears throat> acid mm -hmm. yeah we did anyway. dumb things we did dumb things too I know <laughs> I'm like what yeah <clears throat> no okay so I I'm sorry I digress but you know keep it to something simple like a plain beer a wine or you know if you're going to have a martini, then maybe have it, you know, a little dirty with your olives or whatever. But, you know, try and keep it where you're not throwing in very high calorie mixer <laughs> or a highly acidic mixer. And then in addition, you know, I love this is watch or manage your stress. Mm -hmm. Also easier said than done, but part of that is good sleep. It's maintaining healthy relationships, healthy boundaries. I mean, we've done episodes on stress in general. I could go down a whole avenue on this, but I'm just going to keep it at that. Just mm -hmm. watch and manage stress. Well, and some of the best ways to manage stress are things we talk about regularly. Yep. Like yeah. quite literally yoga, pranayama, meditation, journaling, journaling. energy yeah. medicine, all of the things that we talk yeah. about. 
listening to this podcast. Listening to this podcast <laughs> will melt your stress. It'll give you something yeah. to laugh about. Absolutely. <laughs> so then should we move into postures for heart opening? Sure. Okay. I have a list here. So I have on my list, Cobra, mm -hmm. Sphinx, Up Dog. They're all belly down back bends. So they're really great for core, but they're also really great for controlled heart opening because you can take it to what level and what openness you're available to and you can grow it a little mm -hmm. bit at a time. I also have fish mm -hmm. and supported fish on your back where one is the active pose, the other is a supported with blocks and being able to try and relax and calm down, especially a person who's really like working through those heart wall issues that you were referring to earlier. A supported fish is a great way to break down that wall slowly and, you know, be able to control that situation. Um, some additional, maybe stronger poses. I have dancers pose, which mm -hmm. is a big heart opener. I even put boat pose because a good quality boat pose mm -hmm. is really trying to work through lifting that heart space, drawing the shoulder blades down and in. Mm -hmm. And then any of your reverse warriors, both from warrior two and warrior one, where mm -hmm. you're really trying to lift through the sternum and open that heart space up. Mm -hmm. And even warrior one itself is a back bend. Bow? Bow pose. Bow. Yep, That's sure. a good one. Big back bend. I also included postures where you're taking the clasp behind the back. Mm -hmm. So you think a wide leg forward fold with the clasp behind the back where you're opening the collarbones, really spreading the um, heart space open. So I have that in both Humble Warrior, Warrior 3. So even though Humble Warrior is a folded posture, it is a heart opening and then a fold, which has mm -hmm. dual purpose. So now you're opening the heart space, really making yourself vulnerable. And then you're folding forward to purge whatever you need to purge. Quite lovely. Mm -hmm. Wow. A great balance between the two. I think you hit most all of the heart openers that I use in classes. Of course, I like a bound um, half moon. Any of the bound chest opening poses are just lovely, lovely. But another thing that we can think about is just some ways to quickly tap into that heart space and release some of the, the baggage that we're holding on can consciously breathe into the heart space. So spend some time each day really focusing on breathing, not just focusing on the breath, like, you know, like we talked talk to you in uh, class, but focus on bringing that energy and into your heart and releasing it from, you know, releasing it from your heart. And that's such, if you really set and focus on that heart chakra and breathe into the heart space, it's amazing how relaxing and how much you can start to feel yourself letting go. Another thing you can do is go to, a, you know, go to yoga. <laughs> that's an easy one. Go to yoga. You know, Tanya just mentioned wonderful poses and you can do those um, on your own at home in your own practice. But I have to say there's something amazing about a heart opening uh, practice with other people, with a community and doing it together with other people. So you feel not just your own flow of your energy and the balancing of your heart space, but you feel that with other people around you and that helps to heal your heart space. And something else 
that you can do is practice being more compassionate about the things that you do. Practice being, being more grateful. You know, we talk about gratitude all the time, so much so in society now that it, people almost dismiss it, but it's so powerful. It's not just a cliche. When you really become committed to focusing on things that you are grateful for, all of that other baggage, all that other crap, all that other shit that we pile into those little worry backpacks, they, they just get less and less. They just float away. And I know it sounds stupid, but the more grateful you are, the better, the healthier you are, and the more crap you let go of. And kind of get Getting another thing is to get outside of yourself. We all get so focused on what's going on within ourselves because that's what we do. But when you can do something beyond yourself, you know, I know I've got all my favorite quotes, but one is service is rent you pay for pay space on this planet. If you want to help release some of the armor around your health, go do something for your, for someone else. You know, go, you know, it doesn't even have to be working at a soup kitchen, bake some cookies for your mom. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be something hard. Um, stay social, you know, make connections with other people because we're very driven by social interactions. And the last few years, we've all stepped back away from a lot of social interactions. And I feel like, and I don't know how you feel about this, Tanya, but I feel that I've seen that, I mean, literally seen that in the people in the studio, the people in my family, the people that I just casually know we're not as social and that has affected our health and our well-being. And so then that gives us all this crap that's going on in the world to focus all of our anxiety and attention on instead of just focusing on what we used to focus on. And then my last thing is just to be stupid and silly and laugh, you know, play music and crank it up really loud while you're cooking dinner and dance like crazy. And yes, I do that regularly. Sing in the shower, run around barefoot outside in the snow in Minnesota, I guess. But, you know, if you look at a child, like I took um, Clark and Ellie to a breakfast this past weekend. They have no cares, no worries. They're not worried about paying their bills. They're not worried about their mortgage. They're not worried about keeping the doors of their business open. Open. They're not worried about anything. They're not worried about buying Christmas gifts for anyone. They just have so much joy in their lives. And that doesn't mean I say, you know, you should strip all of your worldly possessions off and run naked through the woods, but, you know, try to get in touch with that inner child some. And I know you like talking about inner child stuff. You may have a little bit more to add to that, but, you know, get into that playful part of yourself. It's still there. Yeah, it definitely is. I do love the singing and dancing. We're a, we're a house <laughs> full of music. There's always music mm -hmm. playing in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Perfect. And then, of course, you know, because I can't, I can't ever do an episode where I don't talk about oils and crystals. <laughs> so there's oils and crystals for your heart health as well. So some oils specific to the heart space are basil, clary sage, eucalyptus, lavender, and ling ling. And all of these are good for the heart because they're either clearing for the lung congestion. They are calming like lavender or ling ling is great for promoting relationships. So it's all about the 
energetics of the heart space. And so then how would you, how would you use those? So tell our listeners, like, so if they, if I have some Lang Lang, what, and I'm really focusing on heart openers in my yoga class today, what? So, would... Yeah, I would actually place the oil directly on the chest with Lang Lang. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can cut it with a carrier oil. Lang Lang is also safe on the skin without it. The same with lavender, but you could make a really lovely combination oil of lavender and Lang Lang and have a heart opening class where it may be at the beginning of class, you put it on their big toes because the big toe is the most absorbent place for oil transfer and it would move into them during the practice. So maybe you start in child's pose and rub it on everybody's big toes to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe later on, you know, when they're in restorative fish, just have a little roller ball and just dab it right on their chest space and then have that be the way to finish class. But yeah. And then if you want, that's also every time we do an oil and asana class at the same time, we're also diffusing the oils. We have a diffuser that sits in the corner. So you'd have your lavender and your Lang Lang in there. And maybe you add eucalyptus and basil and clary sage so that the, the, oil that's diffusing has all of them, but maybe the oil in the roller ball is only the Lang Lang and lavender, you know, so mm-hmm. there's lots of ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And then crystals, crystals, mm-hmm. crystals, <laughs> crystals. There is ruby and emerald, rose quartz, jade, prenite, amazonite, tiger's eye, aventurine, and rhodochrosite. And all of them are usually pink, green. They're all the colors of the heart chakra, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my favorites right now are jade and amazonite. I'm really attracted to these stones right now. I made a point to give each of my instructors Amazonite in some form or another, just because I feel like we as Mm -hmm. women need to be encouraging other women to be strong warriors for whatever it is we're facing, Mm -hmm. especially in the heart chakra right now. So I'm all about Amazonite right now. And I really do love rhodochrosite because it's just beautiful. I don't know if I know that one. It's kind of a pinky, kind of crystalline, and it's kind of got like these threads of green going through it. So it's Mm -hmm. really cool. Wow. Yeah. And so just like all things with crystals, have them around you, have them in your bedroom, have them on your desk, have them in your bra, (laughs) like it doesn't matter (laughs) to me, but carry them on your person, you know, whether it's a pendant hanging just at the heart space, you know, whether you keep it in your pocket so that whenever you put your hands in your pocket, you feel it. Like, Mm -hmm. just get in touch with the crystals. If you feel like you're really in a crisis place, you know, lie on your back in meditation and place the crystals on your chest and just allow that warmth to just sort of gain power for you. Do you have any blends with doTERRA that people could buy specifically for the heart? Um, Serenity is one and Elevation is another. Let's go with that. There's Mm -hmm. also another blend called Hope and Hope is lovely too. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So serenity, elevation, and hope. Well, and a mudra that you can use for the heart chakra is the Padma or Lotus Mudra. Mm -hmm. And that's one that it's so easy. You don't have to manipulate your hands in any specific way. So if you're listening and you don't know the Lotus Mudra, I'm sure most of you do, you can look it up and it symbolizes the it symbolizes purity. And when you think about opening your heart and opening the center of your heart, it's a great one to use for that. So just in general, 
take care of yourself, you know, watch what you're eating, get out there and do some yoga, spend time with people you love, be grateful. And, you know, Kat and I, we're grateful for you. Mm -hmm. Find something that you can find some joy in. Absolutely. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.